Hi everyone. This is Colin and this is Leadership of Fools. This particular episode focuses in on leading through uncertainty. It's a shorter, sharper episode highlighting seven factors that will make leading through times of uncertainty and even heightened anxiety a little easier and hopefully a lot more effective. It's a follow-up to an episode that Marika Knight and I recorded last week, and I would encourage you, if you do have some extra time, to actually uh, take a listen to that particular episode. We really go through all of these aspects in a bit more rigour and a bit more depth. And if you would like to access something in writing, a one-page visual or one-page reference, if you go to our company page, Leadership of Fools, on LinkedIn or even our Instagram account, uh, we'll make that particular document available. In fact, it's available as we speak in terms of uh, definitely on LinkedIn. So uh, before I get into a little bit of context and then get into the detail of the seven points, a very quick shout out to Gina McCartney, who's a past guest, in fact, the Leadership of Ghouls episode in October, which does at times feel a lifetime ago, uh, was, a, was a great and very well-received episode. Gina actually was uh, indicating to me, now that I'm recording most of these episodes out of my bedroom, that the best, or, or there's a correlation or some sort of research that says those people who constantly and consistently make their beds uh, uh, become future CEOs. And I can only say to you, Gina, that being in my daughter's bedroom, who is 14, uh, I can say that her career hopefully will end up somewhere else because CEO material, she is not. So leading through times of uncertainty, uh, three things that would be worth knowing up front. Anxiety and stress have just become, particularly at this time uh, in regards to a pandemic, a new normal. And I wanted to emphasise that because I am very conscious that a lot of leaders see things like anxiety and stress as mental health issues, and they absolutely are. And if you do not feel equipped to deal with people, including yourself through mental health, you often seek out expertise through HR and other psychological support. In this particular time, we need people leaders to lead more than ever. Uh, this is currently the new normal. This is not the domain of the experts. If people aren't feeling stress and anxiety, uh, there's a little part of me, and this is not a throwaway line, but I'd be even more concerned if they're not feeling their own levels of stress and anxiety. So I wanted to normalise that and just remind leaders that this is your domain. This is, uh, this is your time to shine in terms of your own ability to humanise this, normalise this and uh, lead your people through this. Number two, there is a lot of energy and I'm seeing a lot of it on platforms like LinkedIn and I think it's wonderful a lot of energy into working from home tips. And I am absolutely all for this, uh, except that the stuff I'm about to cover, the seven principles I'm about to cover, in my mind, apply just as equally remotely as they do at home. So there's a little piece 
that constantly reminds me let's not over index towards just the the pure aspect of what it is to work at home uh, this is dialing up the leadership side and if you kind of read between the lines I think what you're going to be hearing from me are principles that you probably already recognize but they're going to be amplified intensified and made much more consistent and much more regular in times when people are experiencing uh, true levels of uncertainty. And finally, I am recording this in my daughter's bedroom at home uh, in the middle of a global pandemic where we're at March 2020. Uh, a lot of things are remain unknown. It is a scary time for a person like myself who was born in 1969. I've not experienced anything like this and to the extent. So I wanted to offer that in the sense of saying, um, to put this in context, this is uh, genuinely uncertain uh, and worrying times and times that a lot of leaders, a lot of politicians, a lot of people in business have not faced before. So I think what matters more than anything else is the humanity of this situation, your ability to empathise, your ability to listen, your ability to understand, your ability to not put too much pressure on yourself and definitely not too much pressure on others, to be gentle, to be selfless. They are the human aspects of leadership dialed up to 11 uh, and... I am convinced that is within all of us and the pieces I'm about to cover and the pieces that Marika covered last week are within all of us. This is not the domain of the psychologist or the absolute expert. This is something every single person can do and should do. So let me just take a quick pause and then we'll be back with those seven aspects of leading through uncertainty. There are seven aspects here. Like most aspects of leadership, they are interrelated, they are connected. Uh, leadership remains that domain, that kind of tricky domain. In fact, the principle I've shared so many times on this podcast is leadership is about choosing between right and right. That is, there are never, there's never one simple, clear answer. These seven principles, they don't necessarily uh, work in an absolute sequence, it doesn't always guarantee success. Sometimes you'll have to put more emphasis on one, less emphasis on another. Uh, leadership is dynamic. It has always been dynamic. And when it comes to uncertain times, that dynamism is only emphasised. So I'm going to go through the headline story for the all seven really quickly, then deeper dive into each of them. Number one is your role, your accountability as it relates to safety both physical safety and psychological safety. Number two is self-care. So that is the idea that as leaders, we are needing to look after others. We are often very selfless. And in this case, we need to also take uh, very much focus on what we need. Number three is our ability to add value to others by things like listening, understanding, and validating alone and not always needing to act, take control, fix, solve. Number four, 
the impact of control and in this case a sense of a lack of control and how that impacts on people's state of mind. Number five, your ability to stay present, to stay in the moment, to stay grounded and not get too far into the future, which in this case is quite unknown, or even into the past, which and the past may not add much sense in quite a new, unique situation. Number six is your ability to make decisions and to make decisions without all of the information or probably even very likely, and I suspect every single one of you have experienced this already, that sense of having conflicting information. So how do I navigate my way through that and still actually take action, make decisions? And finally, the wonderful art, especially as a leader of communication. And this is the very much the human side of the communication. If you are dealing with remote teams, people working out of home rather than workplaces, your ability to communicate clearly, regularly, uh, from trusted sources uh, it will be vital in terms of helping not just yourself but others to thrive. So there's the seven. Uh, I'm hoping at some level already you're not totally surprised by what you're hearing. So let's go into each of them in a little more detail. When it comes to safety, one of the most primary roles that every people leader, every team leader actually has as part of their remit even if it's not in your job description, is the psychological and the physical safety of the people you're leading. So what's really vital vital here is you are creating an environment that where people can feel safe, they can, in the, in the case of psychological safety, they can express concerns, they can feel a sense that if uh, they do make mistakes or they do express worries, concerns that that won't be held against them. In the sense of physical safety, they're working in conditions that allow them not to get uh, physically injured or uh, actually put immense physical uh, or even emotional pressure on anyone. So interestingly, that has never changed. And yet when it comes to times like this with particular levels of uncertainty, these are the areas of accountability that I would advise any leader to put a lot more emphasis on. And to do that requires conversations and checking in, asking, inquiring, reminding. Uh, so that sense of what is it like uh, if you are working out of home, let's just check in around that. What are the conditions, not just in terms of getting the work done, but your sense of feeling like you're uh, physically safe, you can still express concerns, you can actually speak up. Uh, There's a way of you not only being able to be part of this team, still feel connected, uh, all of that piece. So I can't provide you with all the answers around that piece, but in some respects, one of the most primary levels of accountability you've always had in your roles, it's just a matter of probably going back to first principles and starting from the start So the question is, how physically and psychologically safe does everyone within the team feel? And what you're going to learn in a moment is that sense that you don't necessarily need to fix every part of that, but your ability to create a reasonable environment, a reasonably safe environment, do the best in the conditions you have will make a massive difference. So number two, self-care. Self-care is... One of the things that 
in doing this work for so long, I'm incredibly conscious that uh, the best leaders, the absolute best leaders, adopt a very much a selfless mindset, a lot of giving to others, a lot of looking out for others, a lot of checking in um, and getting home at the end of the day or the end of the month or the end of the year exhausted. So um, bottom line, you are going to be no good to anyone if you are stressed, if you are fatigued, if you are absolutely under pressure, if you're exhausted. This is a time where you're going to have to sustain this level of energy and that will require your own level of self-care. What human needs do you need to get met? And if you're not getting those met, I can only say to you, this is the time to seek support. When I mentioned before about not needing HR and psychology and other leaders and your boss, um, that's different to actually saying, I need help as a leader because I'm leading a team of eight other people or I'm leading a team of 45 other people. So your ability to seek out that extra support will multiply and pay off significantly. So don't apologise for it. That's you know, I know Marika and I covered that in a lot of detail. I can only... I can only express my absolute concern for each and every one of you that you are not only looking out for others, but you are looking out for yourself and what, what you need through this time. Number three is the idea of understanding, listening, validating. And I cover this in other programs that we've been involved with, even around things like conversation skills. And one of the things I'm struck by is a lot of us as leaders still have this sense that we can only add value by fixing something or solving something or addressing something. And yet, more often than not, especially in times of uncertainty, just your ability to truly listen, truly understand, validate, and what I mean by validate is validate this is normal, this is completely understandable. Uh, everything you're expressing to me is not, you know, it's not a total surprise. This is something that is absolutely reasonable. Uh, and even if you disagree, that is, you don't feel that way yourself or what the person is suggesting is a pathway forward, disagreeing is something different to actually the first part, which is the understanding and the validation. And I'm going to only ask each and every one of you to take on the task or take on an emphasis towards really focusing in on understanding Asking questions, listening and validating the normality and in a time of uncertainty and kind of craziness, most things will be normal, if that makes any sort of sense. Number four, the need to control. Uh, the leader who can really decipher between what it is as a team that we can take control of, that was, is within our control, that hasn't changed, that still is the, our domain, is the area we get to claim and claim going forward versus these things we just have to acknowledge we cannot control them and candidly it may even be the worst time to even try to influence them and helping you and the team to let go 
the leaders that can decipher between those two very strong, like a left-hand column, right-hand column, the ability to decipher between those two things and communicate that clearly, I guarantee will make a massive difference. I'm not saying it's easy, but the ability to assess what do we get to control versus what we can't will help people because often what people are finding most frustrating at the moment is I can no longer control the things that I used to be able to. E.g., if I do this, this will happen. Well, you know, some people are experiencing that right now that no matter what I do, I still can't get the normal things done or normal things achieved or I'm not getting answers from my community or my school or my teachers or my general manager or my president or my prime minister or my government. We're not getting the answers and that feeling, that sense of absolutely living in limbo, which is never, ever pleasant. So I'll dial that one up really, really significantly. Number four, your sense of determining what can be controlled and what can't be or let go of, which really couples beautifully, I believe, with number five, which is about being able to stay present, to be able to stay in the here and the now. What happens, and again, Marika, apologies as I tap the table, Marika and I did talk about this idea that one of the things that stress and anxiety uh, causes is uh, this sort of more primal response, and a more primal response tends to have people uh, leaving the room, and I don't mean physically, that sense of they go way, way, way into the future, and you might even find that you see that in others, particularly as they start to perhaps catastrophize or exaggerate or amplify what they believe might happen into the future. Or secondly, to hold on very tight to the past when what we're probably all experiencing right now is a probably at best a 24-hour window where we kind of check in at the start of the day, where are we at now, uh, what's changed overnight, what do we have to change in terms of our approach, uh, what can we control, what can we let go of, uh, and having a outlook any longer than about 24 hours is probably not going to help us. So there is a strong sense, and I know, absolutely understand that even the sense of meditating is a really great way of actually learning how to stay present, and it's a skill set. It's really a skill set that can be learned, and it's not easy, and it's something I've worked on uh, for some years with, at times, mixed success, but the ability to stay in the moment is going to make a great difference to your own state of mind, but also the state of mind of others. You're going to need to make decisions, which leads me to number six. And the thing about decision-making in times of uncertainty is you're going to have to make decisions when sometimes you don't have all the information and sometimes you've got very competing information or conflicting information. And decision-making at its most pragmatic, is often where leaders are judged, how effective are the decisions you make, uh, how you seek out information to make decisions. But bottom line, it's probably where we are judged, even if that's not something that's always obvious. So decision-making in a time where you do not do have incomplete information or competing information is something where you're going to have to probably chunk it down, make smaller decisions more regularly, check in again with where those decisions have landed 
and whether they need to be modified. It is the true spirit of learning on the run, uh, a more agile or, or a more nimble approach to test and learn. And in this case, uh, the thing that I fear the most is those amongst you that particularly probably biased towards a strong perfectionist will stop making decisions. Uh, we need all of our leaders to make those decisions. They don't have to be the big massive ones. They don't have to be the ones that shape shape the strategy for the next 12 months. They may literally be the, the decisions that could last for the next three hours, but, the, but that decision is vital. Number seven, communication, and it is the one that plays throughout this all of these factors and uh, would not surprise anyone to hear that it's, it's the domain of the leader, particularly their ability to communicate in terms of conversations, to at times assert themselves, at times to know when to listen and understand, at times, times whether I deliver a message, whether I need to communicate differently if I'm writing something down via email, whether technology challenges... Um, or uh, challenges of time zones or the sense of what's going on around people while they're working from home. My ability to communicate may mean that I have to slow things down a little, be a little slower, a little clearer, a little more regular, um, not as many action points, less is going to be more. Uh, Bottom line... The one thing we need more than ever right now is that sense of feeling that we're not alone and that we are connected and the ability of leaders to play that vital glue or the connecting role that comes through their ability to communicate. If anything, and I was speaking to Amanda Buckley earlier today and we just said, if anything, conversations have become more important than ever. It's not about the practical way, like how do you run a Zoom meeting? Um, although that will be helpful. It will absolutely be helpful, but, but it's that sense of am I communicating enough? What decisions do people need from me right now? What, um, what am they not saying? Because usually I get to see someone every single day, but what are they not saying? And I may need to inquire and may need to be more patient with and may need to take more time to listen to. So these are the normal human things. These are the things that I'm going to say it again. They are within all of us. Um, if anything, my both my faith in humanity increases over periods like this. I also worry for humanity because we see humanity at its best and we also see it at its worst. Um, interestingly, often when we see it at its worst, it is that s- sense of, Um, that feeling alone, the feeling of uh, frustration, confusion, uh, that sense that uh, if no one else is looking out for me, I better start looking out for myself or uh, do things that I wouldn't normally do. So that's not an excuse, but it is vital that if anything, we are more connected and we communicate more effectively than ever before. I summed up, if you look at the final page, and I'm just glancing over there, as I look at it, it says, keep it real, keep it human and keep it normal. Uh, listen, if there are three words that seem to make most sense to me, keeping it real, this is, this is the time to be as factual as we can be. Clearly, 
if you do not know the answer, you do not know the answer and that is more than okay, just say that. If you do have some level of certainty, some decisions have been made, there are some facts and you can communicate that, that's great. You can also say the likelihood is things could change and they could change very quickly and that is also keeping it real. Keeping it normal is my backdrop to all of this. Uh, Stress, anxiety, panic, uh, slightly strange behaviours, people going quieter than they normally are or more aggressive than they normally are, they all fit into such a normal human category in times like this and for that reason... Don't be surprised by that. This is not this is not abnormal. You don't need to rush that person to an EAP provider to get psychological help. In fact, it's the most normal response. If people are behaving strangely, that's again where I tend to be more concerned and worried. So this is a very normal time and it's okay to normalise that, including normalising your own concerns. And finally, I think I used the word backdrop before. The biggest backdrop of all of this is this is a time for humanity to shine. It's a time to uh, be as selfless as we can be. It's a time to remind yourself that we are all human. It's not possible to work 24 hours, seven days a week without it coming at a physical or a mental cost. Um, The people that we might always rely on are still worth checking in with They may look together, they may look like they know what they're doing, but when you get a chance to inquire how you're really doing, are you doing okay, how can I help, you actually make an incredible difference. And leadership is something that I don't think or want for anyone to feel like they have to do in isolation. Don't put yourself under any more pressure than the situation actually um, provides already and that is that sense of there are others with you there are others who are probably experiencing very similar things these seven points are not the only gems or ideas that could make a difference Um, there's a lot of wisdom out there there are a lot of people who are great mentors seasoned people who've been through not necessarily this but other core stressful times and they will help out sometimes it's just a matter of asking so i'm colin this is leadership of fools i'm trying to work out how to add most value at this time i'm trying to connect in with my clients on a regular basis i'm trying to work out uh, with my family how i can support them and how i can support my community and uh, my father who's Uh, going through some tough times and um, I know that my own story is not unique uh, but it's a constant reminder that we also need to uh, be consciously focusing on that sense of self-care. I think you're going to hear from me again. Uh, I'll keep adding some input. Uh, It really doesn't matter to me if only one person listens and they get some value from it it's going to be absolutely worth it from my end so thanks everyone look out for each other bye